Hey, you amazing people out there. Welcome to Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we're all about independent comics. My name is Angel, and this particular segment, we're going to be discussing and reviewing different independent comic books that come out each week. Uh, we're starting with the week of 819, which would have been last Wednesday. Um, and, you know, we are creators uh, and a publisher for independent comics, but at the same time, we love the medium so much that we actually love to read other people's work as well. We find it inspiring that there's uh, a bigger market for the independents. Uh, creators out there which is fantastic and there's a bunch of you know small publishers to major publishers that are you know considered still independent uh in, in their in their in their own right so i want to be able to celebrate that each week with you know the things that i read and uh hopefully it'll turn you guys on to some of the things that that i'm reading and maybe expand your world and your palette for you know other stuff other than mainstream um really focusing on independence and i do have some guidelines i will not shit on anybody's work um i i know for a fact as a creator uh what it feels like when somebody just puts down your work for whatever reason it, it just doesn't feel good so rather than shitting on people's work um oftentimes you know it, it's just not for you um and i think that's what's really great about this particular medium is there's so many different things out there that there's something for somebody and not one thing is for everybody. So I'll be honest and I'll let you know whether or not it's my thing. Um, but for the most part, uh, it's just a celebration of you know what we're seeing week to week. So we'll get right into it. And these are the comics for the week of August 19th, 2020. Um, and as always, what I'll do is I'll start the segment with uh, the, the first issues of something so first things first we'll get into uh comic number one which is big girls it's from image comics and the story and the art are by jason howard letters are by phonographics um yeah I, I found it actually to be a pretty good read um the art itself has sort of like a, a sketchy feel to it so it feels almost raw not not truly finished or refined but it really works for the story that's being told so it's not sloppy in any sense but you know Jason does a really good job at like this scratchy kind of uh, texture which gives it sort of like motion so even when people are standing still it feels like a sense of motion in in the way that it's being drawn so I, I, I kind of like that I've not seen it before I mean I've seen stuff where it kind of looks really loose but this is tight but um, yeah, really sketchy art, um, which I thought had a, a really cool feel. Uh, and Jason did a big part of it. I mean, he wrote it and did the story of the art um, for it as well, which is a big undertaking for, you know, 20 plus page book um, for that. So I commend him on that. Um, and, and the lettering is, is pretty solid as well. Uh, the story is, is really solid pacing for a first issue. I mean, we get a ton in this first issue and pretty much the premise is it's a post-apocalyptic world, I'm assuming, um, where now most people are living on what's called a preserve. It's a condensed population. And you have these uh, different terminologies that's coming up. One of them is called mega-organisms, where something is affected, you know, men and women alike, um, and it affects some of the population. And it affects men and women differently. So for the ones that are not affected, they just stay human. There isn't any infection in them. Um, for the ones that are affected, the men who start to grow into these gigantic, you know, uh, monstrous monsters 
um, actually are become completely wild and they just start to uh, savage the land and, and destroy everything in their path. Whereas the women who grow gigantic don't become monsters. They just become these huge women. Um, and they're actually hired to protect the preserve. So they're sort of like, a, if you're a manga fan, Attack on Titan feel to it, which is really cool. But the spin, rather than having, you know, the humans defend themselves, they have these uh, gigantic women that uh, protect the preserve. And they they, uh, they act as sort of like the, the cops um, of the preserve, which is pretty cool. So there's some really cool stuff in the story. There's a one shocking moment in comments whenever I read them. If, if I ever I laugh out loud or if I have a moment, like an oh shit moment, um, then the writer and the artist definitely did their thing. And there was definitely a big oh shit moment um, in this comic. So Jason took it to a place where I, I, I didn't see it going. Um, and it just went there and it was quite a shocker. So what we're pretty much finding out is this world has already existed. They haven't, you know, said what happened to make this world exist. Uh, we just jump right into to this world. And obviously, whenever we have something that's being preserved, there's going to be something that's going to, you know, agitate that preservation and, you know, shift the power. So towards the end, we get sort of like the people who are sneaking in and creating chaos for whatever purpose there is. Um, so for those of you that sort of like... Uh, like that attack on Titan, maybe that science fiction kind of feel. Uh, this is definitely right up your alley. I, I definitely recommend it. I'm, I'm going to give it another shot uh, for issue two for sure. Um, I am reading quite a lot right now, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm finding it to, to be entertaining enough. Um, so yeah, Big Girls by Image, uh, Jason Howard. Definitely check it out. Uh, the second issue number one that we got this week is Seven Secrets from Boom Studios. And from one of my favorite uh, writers, Tom Taylor, who, you know, I just happened to come upon not too long ago. I, I jumped on when he had his Injustice run. I'm pretty sure he's had stuff before that, but the Injustice run is, is a really big thing that I read from him. Really enjoyed that. Um, and he's currently on Suicide Squad. Um, and he's also doing uh, Deceased Dead Planet. He did the whole Deceased, uh, I guess, if you want to call it an event. Um, he did that whole... Uh, event as well so he's just a really solid fight he, he goes for shock value not just for the shock value you kind of don't see the stuff coming and then it just hits you out of nowhere um, and he has this really great way of, of leading up to it and and doing it and seven secrets is, is no different um, it, it's a story about uh, secrets so you have uh, seven holders and seven uh, keepers of different secrets so they've been protectors of these secrets. We don't know what they are yet. They, um, they're established, they're quite powerful. And there's this coven that protects these secrets. And the keepers keep, I guess, the suitcases that they're locked away in. And the holders are the protectors of those keepers. Um, and, and right now we're following two, uh, or actually one set of keeper and holder. Uh, Cigar, which is the guy, and Eva, which is the girl. And the story is being narrated actually by the child, their unborn child, um, that we find out that happens within the story. So basically, they're not supposed to have relations, but they do have relations and they end up having, uh, Eve, and Eva actually ends up being pregnant um, in the story. And they end up at towards the end um, not keeping the baby and the baby's going to actually be taken by the covenant so they can be uh, turned into uh a, a keeper of the secrets as well um but it, there there is shock value towards the end as i don't know tom taylor always likes to have characters die off 
um, and characters that you sort of like start to attach yourself to. Um, it's sort of like that Game Game of Thrones syndrome. Don't, don't get attached to anybody because you never know what uh, Tom Taylor is going to do. Um, but towards the end, we see sort of like the, the main bad guy's name is Amon, um, which I think was the son of the devil, if I'm not mistaken, or uh, something similar to that. Uh, but I, I believe he's he's going around trying to collect the secrets and he ends up finding one of uh, the keepers um, for the secrets and, and stuff starts to ensue from there. So it, it's quite a sad ending, but it, it's a really good solid beginning for a story that I'm intrigued to learn about along the way and find out who this child is because I'm pretty sure they're going to have some prominent um, place in the story. Uh, so Tom Taylor, writer of Seven Secrets, art by Daniel Di Nuculo, really solid. It's, it's, it's really nice. It's got sort of a real, really animated feel to it, uh, cartoony feel to it. Uh, but I like that. It, it works for for the book itself. The colorist is uh, Walter Biamonte. Um, really solid colors too. I think got the tone of the book down solid. Um, and the letter is Ed Dukeshire. Uh, this team is solid and I'm looking forward to, to the next issue on this one. So if you get a chance to pick up Seven Secrets by Boom Studios, Tom Taylor, uh, definitely check it out. So those are the number ones that I read this week. Uh, there is still stuff that I am reading that came out this week. Um, some quick mentions, Stealth. Uh, is on to issue four. I think it's an issue five or six miniseries. Um, really cool. Uh, it's written by Mike Costa. Uh, the artist is Nate uh, Belgard. Uh, colorist is Tamra Bonvillain. And the letters are done by Sal Cipriano. And it's basically a superhero book um, under the image label. And it's about this guy who got the suit. We don't know how he got the suit yet. We're four issues in. Don't know how he got the suit. Um, but in the very first issue, which was the, quite the shocker, um, he's out patrolling the streets of, I want to say Chicago, Detroit. I can't remember, but it's definitely an urban um, city. And he's getting home and he sort of has sort of like a relapse in, in memory and judgment. And as he's sneaking back into his home, his son is there. And at the very end of that first issue, he ends up beating the crap out of his son almost nearly to death because he thought he was a bad guy. Um, so worlds are starting to cross in his mind. Uh, and by the time we get to issue four, it's really the son trying to discover what's going on with his father. Because at this point right now, he thinks that the suit, the suit that gives him power, is also giving him dementia, which is causing him for all these memory lapses and uh, you know uh, judgment calls that he's just making that are uh, quite poor. Um, and he's becoming quite dangerous in a suit, even though he's trying to fight crime, um, he's becoming a danger to himself and to everybody around him. So his son is trying to discover uh, what's going on um, while these other people are, are chasing them around. He doesn't know who they are and what their involvement is. Um, with the suit or anything like that. So it, it's pretty good. I kept with it because um, I like the story so far. The pace is, is really, really good. Mike Costa is doing a great job in the writing um, and the art is, is solid on that. Um, next book, uh, Old Guard. So if you have Netflix, if, if you've seen anything on Netflix, you've probably seen Old Guard on there. Uh, I, I thought it was a really good movie. Charlene Theron did a good job. Um, and the movie actually takes the two books that are out so it's the previous book this one is called old guard false multiplied and it takes this one and the original old guard before this it kind of meshes them together into the movie and i actually heard a podcast 
uh, with Greg Rucka, uh, who's the writer and creator of Ogard, speaking on this. And he's like, the movie itself is probably the best rendition of the whole entire story put together. Like, if he had to redo it, this is the way that he would do it. So when I was watching the movie, I was like, that wasn't in the first book. And oftentimes when, you know, you have movies that are being made from, uh, from IP, uh, usually they take liberty, but it was Greg Rucker that wrote the script on that as well. So he kind of made the movie that he wanted uh, based off of, you know, the stuff that he had, uh, which was fantastic. The movie was great. So if you don't know what Old Guard is, um, it basically is uh, these immortals uh, that have been around for quite some time who just are hired mercenaries um, to do stuff, um, but they won't do anything that harms like the innocents. Um, and when we say immortals, we think we tend to people have people that, that won't die. Um, the twist on this is that these guys are immortal, but they don't know when they die, if that's going to be the last time that they die. So they don't know how many lives they have coming back. So there is still that always feeling of, of uncertainty. So even though you're immortal, you can feel so, like you have all this power. But at the same time, you don't know that when you die, if you're going to come back. Um, so I thought that was a cool twist to it. Uh, the other thing that they have is they're they're all connected in some way. So when a mortal, uh, an immortal is is I guess born or created because they're not technically born out of the womb. Um, they just manifest their immortality um, at any stage in their life. So the last person that they took on, I can't remember her name, um, but when she manifested her. Uh, her immortality after she died, then everyone else can sense that there was another immortal around and they're drawn together. So they end up finding her and, and, and they move along um, on there. In this particular one that we're reading, if you've seen the movie, it, it really focuses on what happened with the lead character, um, Andy, uh, and her life and you know how long she's been around she's definitely been around for more than 2000 years and her true love that she lost in the ocean um uh, which was really heartbreaking and, and, you, and you get that in the movie and you get that in the book and and the length of time that that person that she lost was there for and and to have them come back and have them feel all the rage that they're feeling um you just you just you, you can't even fathom the amount of time that you know spending just dying over and over and over and then being brought back to life um, one day and then try and knowing that it's 500 years later. So I can't even imagine the rage that they're feeling and, and when they get in contact with the person who was supposed to be uh, their savior and best friend and lover and, and, and partner stuff. So yeah, if you've not read it, definitely check it out. I'll actually start with the, the first volume of The Old Guard and then just reach into this one. I believe issue five, which is the current issue, is the last issue. And then there's another segment that's coming out um, after this, which is, I believe, going to be the end uh, of the whole line. Um, so pretty cool. So yeah, written by Greg Rucker. You got art by Leandro Fernandez, which is really solid. Uh, it's just really stylistic. You can tell his art where we see it. Uh, the colors by Daniela Miwa. Um, and to me, the, the colors, I, I love them because there's there's colors that make stuff pop and there's stuff that's, that's flat but still beautiful. And this is one of those times where the colors, and, and I don't want to say flat because people think it's, it's, a, it's a bad word, but flat is the perfect way to describe it because it's, it's just, it's it's solid. It's, it's really nice. And the tone that um, they use for the colors is, is really good. Um, and letters by Jolie, uh, Jody Wine. So yeah, Old Guard by Image, number five. Check it out, Old Guard, False Multiplied. Um, 
another book uh, read this week Adventure Man uh, number three another one from Image uh, written by Matt Fraction art and colors by Terry Dotson inks by Rachel Dotson and letters by Clayton Olea a uh, really fun book I mean the, the art in it I just love Terry Dotson's art uh, it feels uh, if you've ever seen the movie Iron Giant it, it kind of feels like that um, it almost feels like grown up Disney kind of art and I don't mean that to be insulting in any way it, it's just uh, he has a really good uh, way of um, doing facial expressions each one of the panels has a mood in it so whichever person is in the panel there's never a stiff pose or a stiff face so there's always some type of expression so you know exactly what you should be feeling in each panel when uh, Terry uh, Dotson is drawing it so yeah I definitely love his art um, the story is, is pretty cool as well um, it reminds me I, I, I you know I've spoken to people about this it kind of reminds me of that you know those books that we read when we were younger like uh, if you want to see what happens with the dragon go to page so and so if you want it's not written that way but I, it gives me that sort of nostalgic feeling uh, of that type of adventure um, so you have the main character who is deaf has a big family son um they're reading uh, a book called adventure man so it kind of has sort of like this never-ending story feel to it as well where the book itself is supposed to be fictional but there's some um real elements to it and there's these two worlds that are starting to collide and and the main character is sort of like the bridge between them um so i i, I like it a lot um if you get to pick it up adventure man um solid art solid storytelling right now uh, I'm really interested to see where uh, this book is going to go. So, yeah, those are my picks for this week. Uh, I, I'm going to be reading each week, and every Monday I'll come to you guys and just give you, you know, the breakdown of, of what I've read. If you have some books out there that you want to, you know, throw my way, uh, feel free to do so, and I'll feel free to take a look um, and give my, t my two cents on it. But luckily, everything that I've read up to now, uh, I've been enjoying, so I'm going to keep with it. Um, there's been sort of like this... Uh, commonality with independent comics right now where there's short runs of like four issues five six issues which is cool because it allows me to finish off the story and then move on to the next thing um there are a few out there that are, are, are ongoing series and i think it's a good breakup for that to just be able to have a short story move on to the next thing um as there's so much content out there so as long as i have the time i will definitely try to you know keep you guys abreast of of what's going on so check out definitely big girls uh by jason howard seven secrets tom taylor uh stealth mike costa adventureman matt fraction and uh, old guard by greg rucker um, and while you're there make sure you visit our site amazingactioncomics.com we've got some great independent comics on there as well with our flagship book uh, Project Shadowbreed we've got uh, Red Hyena which was a three issue miniseries all said and done you can pick up copies on there as well and then we have some wonderful new creators that are having some books coming out released uh, this September so you've got by Dino Caruso you have Courage which is sort of like a shout out to old classic superhero um, stuff which is fantastic you're going to love it and then you have sort of this horror, um, science fiction, uh, crazy, out of this world, space alien, zombie, uh, the drunkard out of space uh, by Jeffrey Scott that's going to be coming out as well. So, you know, feel free to go over to AmazingAction.com, uh, check those out and, and give us a shot. Give us a try. 
And if you have any um, comments, suggestions, feedback on things that you want to see, just comment at AmazingActionComics.com. Just title it up, send it to me, and, and I'll be more than happy to, to review it. So I hope this was entertaining enough to, to drive you back, and I'll see you guys next Monday for this week's books. As always, be amazing, stay amazing, and read something amazing. Thank you.